Hey, 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 what's happening? Thanks for joining us this evening on the South Central Indiana News Network. You're listening to What's Happening, where we highlight local news and events for Bloomington and the surrounding region. Skip Daly here, flying solo today, and a happy 2022 to everyone. Hopefully, it's off to a healthy and happy start for you. We have lots to cover today, so I'm going to jump right in with our look at this week in history. On January the 10th in 1776, Thomas Paine published his pamphlet, Common Sense, one of the greatest writings of all times, and of course it was very influential in our Revolutionary War. On January the 11th, 1569, the very first recorded lottery happened, and that was in England. On January 12th, 1967, Dr. James Bedford became the very first person to be cryonically preserved with intent of future resuscitation. And on January 13th, 1968, Johnny Cash, the man in black, performed live at Folsom State Prison. And on January the 14th, in 1973, Elvis Presley's concert, Aloha from Hawaii, is broadcast live via satellite and sets the record as the most watched broadcast by an individual entertainer in television history. And our celebrity birthday today, turning 53 years of age, actor extraordinaire, Jason Bateman. Now, of course, I know him from his days on Silver Spoons, but a lot of folks know him from Arrested Development in several movies. Also celebrating a birthday today, a trio of musicians, LL Cool J, Dave Grohl, and Jeff Tate. Of course, Jeff Tate, the former lead singer of the band Queensryche. Today on the show, we welcome Eric Spoonmore, the president of the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce. And our community update will be brought to us by the Porthole Inn at Lake Lemon. But first... But first, your local news... Le- But first, your local news headlines are brought to us by American Senior Benefits of Bloomington, providing innovative and smart money options for life and health insurance and investments. American Senior Benefits of Bloomington, online at asbofindiana.com. Now here's what's happening. Bloomington police are investigating a shooting in the Crestmont neighborhood of Bloomington that happened on January 12th at approximately 7.45 p.m., Upon the arrival of officers after a 911 call was made, a 2015 Jeep Cherokee was located with a shattered passenger side window. Officers immediately checked that Jeep and located a 29-year-old woman lying in the rear seat of the vehicle with what appeared to be a gunshot wound to her head. Officers removed the woman and began administering medical care until the arrival of an ambulance. The victim was transported to IU Health Bloomington Hospital, where she underwent emergency surgery. The victim is believed to be in critical condition. Anyone with further information about the shooting is asked to call the local authorities. Sixth rank, Indiana University women's basketball are off to a 5-0 start in Big Ten play for the first time ever. After a 72-65 win over Nebraska on Thursday evening, Indiana was without their leading scorer, All-American junior forward Mackenzie Holmes, who was out due to a knee injury, unsure of when she might be back on the court. Grace Berger, Alexa Golbe, and Chloe Moore McNeil all had terrific performances, leading the Hoosiers to their eighth straight win, bringing them to 13-2 on the season. Next up, Indiana will travel to Purdue this Sunday at 2 p.m.
In other Indiana women's basketball news, it was announced this week that freshman guard Kiara Berry will no longer be a member of the program, but will continue to pursue her academic studies at the university. Three-term United States Representative Trey Hollingsworth from Indiana's 9th Congressional District announced that he will not run for re-election in 2022. Hollingsworth did what few politicians have done in recent years, kept his campaign promise. When first elected to his congressional seat in 2016, Hollingsworth announced that he would not serve more than four terms. He has also co-sponsored proposed bills intended to create term limits for those serving in the U.S. Congress. He ambiguously stated that now he will fight Hoosiers in different ways. Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb delivered the annual State of the State Address on Tuesday evening. This was the first time that the Indiana General Assembly has held a joint session since the beginning of the declared health emergency in April of 2020. Holcomb outlined that the state's surplus should reach $5 billion during the calendar year and that Indiana has reduced its debt by 34% over the past four years. He also focused on the billions invested in education last year and the impact the funding has had. Indiana Senate Bill 180 is on its way for a vote with the Senate Appropriations Committee after successfully making its way out of the Indiana Senate Family and Children's Service Committee Monday. It now heads to the State Appropriations Committee before it could be voted on by the full state Senate. The bill would ensure that each foster child in the state would have an attorney assigned. The goal of Bill 180 is to help expedite the process of getting kids out of the foster system and into permanent homes. Other states which have implemented similar laws have reportedly seen the time cut in half for children being caught in the foster system. Also, House Bill 1001 is on its way to the Indiana House. The bill has many COVID-related Hoosier rights attached, including allowing workers whose COVID exemptions were denied by their employer to receive unemployment benefits, requiring private employers with vaccine mandates to also offer a testing option to workers who wish to opt out, paid for by the employer. The bill also expands exemptions for natural immunity, allowing COVID-19 survivors to opt out of a vaccine mandate if they submit test results which demonstrate the existence of antibodies. And the Ivy Tech Center for Lifelong Learning is now registering students for the spring. Try out a new skill or experience this spring with one of their lifestyle or humanities classes. Ivy Tech will offer some classes in person as well as some virtual options. After registering for a class, regardless of the format, you will be emailed with additional information including, but not limited to, Zoom links, supply lists, and or pickup info and room details. Check out more information on the Ivy Tech website and we're going to take a quick break then we'll be back with more of what's happening right here on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. 
When you're preparing to buy a new home, the last thing you should have to worry about is the safety of your possessions. Allow Big Boys Moving to professionally oversee the transport of your precious belongings. Big Boys Moving is locally owned with years of experience. Whether your relocation is local or long distance, allow Big Boys to move you with an attitude of gratitude. Call today, 812-947-1479 or online at bbmoving812.com. Back here listening to what's happening on the South Central Indiana News Network. Skip Daily here, and our community update is brought to us by the Porthole Inn, the gem of Lake Lemon. Check them out on social media for dinner specials. They have some of the best food in the region. Treat yourself to the Porthole Inn. The City of Bloomington invites the community to the 2022 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration Monday, January 17th at the Buzzkirk Chumley Theater. The event will include remarks by Deputy Mayor Don Griffin, members of the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. birthday celebration commission, and others starting at 7 p.m. This year's theme is the challenge of action and the challenges of action and will feature a keynote presentation by Dr. Eddie Cole. Admission to attend is free. The event will also feature music and dance performances by the Indiana University African American Choral Ensemble and the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music Ballet Department, as well as the presentation of the Commission's MLK Legacy Award. And this week, we are joined by Eric Spoonmore, the newly appointed president of the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce. It's been a while since we've had you on the show. Great to be back here with you, Skip. How are you and your family, and how was your holiday season? Thank you. It was a great holiday. Nice to be able to get a little bit of rest and relaxation and get back together with our more extended family. Didn't get to do that last year, but didn't really do a whole lot of traveling. Went out to Terre Haute and saw my brother and his family and my mom and dad and all the nieces and nephews and were able to get together out there at their house. So that was a lot of fun. And then our daughter, she's nine years old. She got a new puppy for Christmas. So that was the big Christmas gift this year in our house. And we're staying very busy with that puppy. I can tell you that. Boston Terrier, you told me. It, earlier, is, a, it is a Boston Terrier. Yes, a sweet little dog, but very active. <laughs> well, congratulations on that and happy 2022 to you and to your family. It's been a season of transition for you. You were the president of county council here in Monroe County, I believe six or seven years standing. You were on the council, caucused in, and then you were elected in. And then all of a sudden, you announced that you're resigning. And about a week later, the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce announces that they've brought you on as the president. Talk to us about how that materialized. Yeah, so, you know, really enjoyed my time on the county council. That was very meaningful work for me. And my district uh, actually comprised a lot of the business district in Bloomington. And so it covered a lot of the downtown area. And through that work, 
I was able to get to know a lot of our small businesses and some of the issues and challenges that they were facing. And so being able to help them out, be a resource to them was very uh, rewarding for me. We also did a lot of economic development work in the county, and there were some, some really neat projects that I got the opportunity to work on. Big one that I remember was just the really exciting plans that Cook had for their new expansion out there on the west side of town. And so, you know, being able to work with them and see all that come together and the the number of jobs that it created and all the benefits that they had brought to that side of town, that really made me recognize that, you know, this is work that I enjoy doing. And so it seemed like kind of a, uh, just a natural fit for me to come over to the chamber and be able to kind of make a difference now in a new way. And it, it's been very fun, been very busy, but so far so good. Now you also stepped away from a long time career with Indiana University over at the Kelly School of Business. Is that correct? Right. So worked at IU for about 12 years over at the Kelly School of Business and uh, was an administrator there managing the enrollment for the online MBA program that had been growing quite a bit over the last few years, particularly as we got into the pandemic phase of things. Uh, we really saw a huge amount of enrollment and growth in that program. So it was very fortunate to have a, a great career at IU and made a lot of good connections and friends over there. And it was Uh, You know, when you've been at a place for 12 years, it's kind of hard to step away. But, you know, I knew that whatever my next step would be in terms of my career, it would be something that was much more tuned into the community. And, you know, my, my experience on the county council made me recognize that that's really where my heart and passion is. And so this was just an ideal opportunity to come over to the chamber and be able to do that. Well, that's great. We appreciate your continued service to our community. Now, Eric, go ahead and talk to us a little bit about what the Chamber does. I'm sure a lot of folks have an idea or they've seen a business uh, with the sign that the, that the business is a member or yeah. they've, they've, they've read articles in the paper or, or they've been a part of something small. But what is the Chamber all about? So the Chamber is a membership driven organization. We're comprised of chamber members and we've got about 830 members right now. I would like to see that increased and I think we've got great potential for that. And we're, we're the voice of business here in Greater Bloomington. And we're the ones that really advocate on many different levels for our business community so that we can you know, enable them to thrive even more into the future. But we're also very concerned with improving the quality of life in the community. And so we're, we're always looking at things that we can do to make Greater Bloomington better and make it a, a, a more friendly and welcoming community and a place where businesses can thrive. And so, you know, I'm six weeks into the job. It's just been a whirlwind of activity, but things are really going great. I'm delighted to be leading the chamber and to have this opportunity to make a difference for our members and to work toward enabling a more thriving business community here in Bloomington. So as the president, I believe your official title is president and CEO of the chamber. What are your responsibilities? Well, I've been getting a lot of questions about my plans. And for me, the priority areas are going to be our membership and putting that consistent focus on business members and really recognizing that small businesses are instrumental to our local economy and the quality of life here in Bloomington. So we'll focus A lot of our efforts on regaining some of the members that dropped off during the COVID-19 crisis and really delivering on the value proposition of membership so that we can 
retain our current members and, and maintain a strong rate of retention into the future. So you know, that's a big responsibility there is kind of leading the organization and making sure we're growing our membership. Along those lines, it's going to be very important that we foster a welcoming environment to current and future members from all cultures and backgrounds. We'll continue to build on progress in these areas and really further develop chamber-focused diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, DEI programs, and training that we can offer. And that's a part of our strategic plan. And so through that, I, I think that we'll be able to really expand our reach and boost membership rates and there's strength in numbers and our strategy will always be looking at ways to grow membership. And that's really exciting for me because there's so much potential for growth and that strength in membership means that our chamber can become even more effective and influential in the community. And, you know, we're all in this together. The Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce needs all of our businesses on this team. And your team, what does that consist of? So we've got a great team and uh, I've been early on, I've really been spending a lot of time getting to know our folks. I'm so impressed with the passion and the dedication and the talent that we have. We've got, we've got a membership director, Stacey Bruce. She's out and about. A lot of people know her. She's out there working with our members to retain them and to get new members. Got a membership coordinator, Katie Sensabaugh, who works closely with Stacy. We've got our operations manager, uh, Annie Romer. And she works uh, with a lot of the internal processes that we have here. We've got our events coordinator, Joy Brown. She's terrific. As everyone knows, the, the chamber puts on a lot of events every year. We've got upward of 60 events that we're doing. So that keeps us very busy. Our marketing manager, Katie Lorenzen, is doing great work for us, very talented. And who am I missing? Christopher M.G. is the principal of our success school. We've got a couple of fellows from the O'Neill School who are here helping out uh, regularly and a couple of interns as well, too. And then we've got an open position, the uh, director of advocacy role that was held by Mary Morgan. She moved on to a new opportunity with the United Way of Monroe County. And so uh, we're getting very close to filling that position. That will be hopefully filled here within the next couple of weeks. And I'll, I'll be happy when somebody else can kind of take the reins on some of the advocacy stuff, because that, that will keep you busy for sure. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your priorities for the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to what's happening on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MAT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MAT.
upon the horizon I sailed out there in my pain And we're back, you're listening to What's Happening on the South Central Indiana News Network. Our guest this week, President of the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce, newly appointed at that about six weeks into his role, former President of County Council here in Monroe County, Mr. Eric Spoonmore. We had been talking about your transition. Talk to us a little bit more about that. You said you're six weeks into this job, and of course, you, you're coming in at the very end of a calendar year during a holiday season, during a pandemic. Talk to us about how crazy your transition was and where you are now in the transition process. Well, it's actually been pretty smooth. You know, we've got a really great team here that does excellent work. It's just been uh, a learning experience at this point, you know, really getting to know our people and getting out and meeting with members and understanding, you know, what their concerns are and what their challenges are and how we can best advocate for those challenges. I think I, I have kind of a unique background coming from government where I've got a lot of really good relationships established with some of our elected leaders here in town. And through those conversations, I've been hearing a few consistent themes And I think we've got some real opportunities for private sector and the public sector leaders in those areas that we can achieve success on together in 2022. And, you know, this goes along the lines with our advocacy role in the community. I hear three consistent things. We don't have enough housing in our community to be able to support the number of jobs that are open and be able to recruit and retain employees. We would like to see more progress on the convention center expansion project. And then also hearing some concerns regarding public safety as well, too. And so I'll just kind of get into those uh, right now and kind of what my thoughts are. You know, I think in terms of with, with housing availability, we're very fortunate to have a significant number of quality job openings in the community. But, you know, a shortage of existing housing options presents a lot of challenges to our workers, our employers, and to local government as well. All the economic development research demonstrates clearly that affordable and stable housing are connected to positive health and education and economic outcomes for residents. A healthy supply of housing adds even further benefits to residents in the form of enhanced local government services, that are funded through the collection of additional property taxes and income taxes. And so, you know, we really do need to make some progress, I think, on the whole range of housing, affordable housing, workforce housing, even into the higher end types of homes. We just have a shortage overall. I hope that we can make some progress on that with our elected leaders. The same with the convention center expansion. The expansion of the Monroe Convention Center in downtown Bloomington I think will bring a transformative boost to our local economy. You know, this project really promises to further activate our very vibrant downtown. It will generate new jobs. It'll attract visitors. It'll support many of the nearby enterprises. Since 2018, the Monroe County Food and Beverage Tax has collected over $11 million to support the construction of the expanded convention center. It was put into place for that purpose. Hasn't a lot of those funds gone for local private sector operations during the pandemic? 
So the county used its portion to do that, a, a good amount of that, but 90% of that money that's in the food and beverage tax fund is the city's funding. And they did not do grants in the same way that the county did. The city had a loan program that they used food and beverage tax proceeds for to provide emergency financial relief to businesses who needed it, but that funding will need to be repaid. And so there's, there's a, an incredible amount of money that's in the coffers right now for this convention center expansion. The food and beverage tax is performing better than anyone ever imagined, let alone during a pandemic period where we thought we'd really see some damaging effects to that. So all the resources are in place to make this project successful. And the chamber is very eager to collaborate with county and city officials on achieving this much anticipated community-wide goal. And then finally, on the, on the topic of public safety, you know, the Chamber of Commerce agrees entirely with local elected leaders that the most fundamental role of government is to provide for the safety and welfare of its residents and fully funding our public safety operations and personnel across a wide spectrum of services is critical to the welfare of our citizens and to the vitality of our businesses. The chamber looks forward to working with elected leaders and community members to support, you know, whatever innovative solutions we can find that will match existing public safety challenges with the trained experts who are best equipped to solve them. You know, there's a lot of opportunity for us here in, in 2022. And for me, this will be very meaningful work coming from a, a background in government and having a good amount of knowledge on some of these issues coming into the job. Let's talk about housing. Mentioned that that is one of the topics that you're hearing feedback from your membership, and you've discussed in ways that we have the jobs. Now we need to make sure that we can recruit and retain the employees for these jobs. What is the chamber doing, and what does your clout look like in terms of lobbying local government to make sure that? developers have the ease and the tools that they need to go in and create these homes? Yeah. And this is, um, you know, a lot of this is relationship building and, you know, working with elected leaders so that they can truly understand the needs of our employers. And, you know, we're working on that. And that's going to be a very consistent focus that we have here over the next you know, several months and, and into the next year and, and beyond. We've got to do something to make sure that uh, we've got the level of housing needed that's going to keep up with our population increases. And that's been consistent with about 1% each year for the last, you know, several decades. And we don't expect that to really change. We've got to keep the housing stock in line with that growth. Otherwise, we're going to you know, really run the risk of, of uh, some problems for our local economy if we don't. And so we want employers to be coming to Monroe County and to Greater Bloomington and seeing this as a place where they want to invest and grow jobs. So that's, that's just going to be an, on, an ongoing initiative that we have is making sure. And I think a lot of the opportunity is in the county right now. So we'll be working with our county leaders. The hospital site is within the city boundaries. My understanding is they're going to have anywhere between 600 and 1,500 new homes constructed 
in that area. So that will put a big dent in the needed supply of housing that we have. I believe back in 2020, there was a study that was done commissioned by the city that indicated we were about 3,000 units of housing short for what we needed. And so that hospital redevelopment at that site is going to be extremely important on many different levels, but particularly when it comes to housing. Uh, and that will put a, a nice dent into uh, what we need to have happen here. But there's still more work to be done and would like to see some progress being made in the county as well, too. Well, Eric, we've got just another minute or so left. I'm going to go ahead and throw the ball in your court. Go ahead and tell us anything you want to tell us about the chamber or give your pitch to those of why they should join. Sure. So, you know, our mission of better business, better community comes from the realization that a community thrives when there's opportunities for all of us to grow professionally and personally. And by having a strong, successful business community, we can ultimately enjoy a better quality of life. And so membership in the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce provides our member organizations with opportunities to network, to have a collective voice, and to be engaged in local and regional initiatives. Our Young Professionals of uh, Bloomington program offers young adults a variety of uh, professional growth opportunities and ways to network with business leaders here in the community. Our Success School works to develop student interest in business careers and STEM fields and prepares high school graduates for a successful future. And then our Bloomington Women and Leadership Program offers women members some really terrific and meaningful opportunities for mentorship and networking and a wide range of professional development experiences. And so if folks are interested in really expanding their network, I would certainly encourage them to explore membership with the chamber. It's very affordable. And what we often hear from members is that the return on investment is far greater than the small cost to join us. So it's a great way to support local small businesses, and it's a great network of people that can really open the door to hundreds of local businesses and organizations that are really eager to help you. And if anyone would like to talk more about joining the chamber, just let me know. Give me a call and we can get together. All of my contact information is on our website at chamberbloomington.org. And I'd love to connect with you. All right. That's chamberbloomington.org. Well, Eric, congratulations on the new job and the successful transition. And we're going to miss you on Monroe County Council, but it sounds like you are going to be absolutely visible in the community moving forward as a continued basis now in your new role as the president of the Greater Bloomington Chamber of Commerce. And happy 2022 to you and your family and wish you all the success. And we hope that you'll come back on the show maybe sometime in the summer and give us an update on some of those projects that you've been talking about. Well, thank you, Skip. I would love to come back on the show anytime you'd like to have me, and I look forward to staying connected. We'd also like to thank our friends over at the Porthole Inn for sponsoring our community update. And on behalf of Julie Beasley and the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Skip Daly. Join us on Fridays as we keep you in touch with what's happening.
This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.